helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. man once told me I should learn from others' mistakes. This past weekend, Hamas attacked Israel, and the news that has been coming out of that conflict has been pretty horrific. Israel has made mistakes. Their intelligence did not warn them about the preparations for the attack. Israel failed to learn from their own history, since, well, this conflict will probably be known as the Second Yom Kippur War. Now, while there is a lot Israel can learn from this conflict, there's a lot the United States can learn as well. See, Hamas broke through a walled but unguarded border. The United States has refused to guard our own border. Many of the enemies of Israel are also enemies of our rights and freedoms and live right here in the United States. While the news is not all bad, if we're not careful, the very freedoms we use to protect ourselves from an attack like the one Hamas pulled this weekend will be handed over to the very people trying to destroy not only our rights, but our very way of life. Hello there, Everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study, where we read and study the Constitution. We teach the rising generation to be free. Uh, I, I'm sure you're all aware of the war going on in Israel. I, I, I refer to it as the second Yom Kippur War because, well, it's the second time in 50 years apart that uh, Israel was caught unprepared while they were celebrating Yom Kippur. Um, if it was, it was any more, uh, the if the was the more obvious of of the of what's going on. I'm not sure. I mean, 50 years ago in '73, granted it was it was was Syria and Lebanon, I think, that attacked Israel. Today it was Hamas, but in both cases, they chose an interesting date, Yom Kippur, one of uh, Israel's holiest of days, one of Judaism's holiest of days. They chose to attack Israel. And the reports coming out say the attacks are brutal. Um, they are uh, they're inhumane. Uh, you, know, you, you have not only uh, you know, just the targeting of civilians, the killing of civilians. There's now something like a thousand plus dead. Um, many of them, by the way, Palestinians, but that's a whole other question. But it's the the kidnapping and and the the threats of ransom. The, you know the the Hamas um, violently entered Israel. They used missile attacks. They they broke through the border. They used um, gliders to come in. They have killed their citizens. They've kidnapped their citizens and now say, hey, if you retaliate against us, we're going to kill these hostages. This is truly the actions of evil itself. Um, it, it takes a certain level of evil to do this. But here's the part that I want to focus on today, because what's happening in Israel is terrible. And, and But I want to look at you know, this, this radio program is about the Constitution. It's about the United States. It's about the freedoms we enjoy and how we enjoy them. For example, uh, New York City a, the the, the uh, Democratic Socialists in New York City announced Saturday that this past Sunday they were holding a rally in support of the Palestinians after Hamas, in the name of the Palestinians, invaded Israel and killed hundreds. Now, 
okay, democratic socialists are aligning themselves with not only the attackers, the ones that initiated violence, but with the ones that have committed murder, kidnapping, and the targeting of civilians. The tweet said, in solidarity, in solidarity with the Palestinian people and their right to resist 75 years of occupation and apartheid. Now, I find this very, this to me is an excellent example of, well, the effectiveness of propaganda. Um, you have to remember, Gaza is no longer occupied by Israel. Um, in fact, the only time Israel occupied Gaza was when people in Gaza attacked Israel. Right? So if you, know, if you come into someone's house, if you break into someone's house uh, and, and they hold you until the police show up, you can't complain that uh, they're, they're occupying your territory. Sorry, you came in and attacked Israel. Uh, you know, Palestinians enjoy rights in Israel that Israelis don't, uh, don't enjoy in, in, in Gaza. But they talk about apartheid. Israel is probably the least apartheid nation in that region. But you see, it's the propaganda. I wonder how many people in the Democratic Socialists in New York City are going to show up simply because they've heard the rhetoric. It's, it's, it's apartheid. It's, um, it's an occupation. It's not. It's the holding of territory. It, it actually, it was the returning of territory after they were attacked. Think of it this way. Uh, who has it said that uh, uh, bad company corrupts good morals? The Democratic Socialists in New York City have aligned themselves with a group of terrorists who attack, attack innocent civilians. Um, in many cases, in some cases, uh, did not uh, uh, look to take prisoners, but to take hostages. They, they killed hundreds. Um, they launched 5,000 rockets at Israel without discriminating between military and civilian targets. Um, they've kidnapped women and children and then hold them hostage against retaliation. They're literally using women and children as human shields. These are the people the New York City Democratic Socialists of America have decided to align themselves with. Shouldn't that tell you something about the Democratic Socialists of America? Again, it's not just in New York City. There are Marxist events that have been held across the country. You know, and, and even uh, you know, saying Marxists and communists. If you're a Marxist communist, come join us. Now, remember, communism killed over 100 million people in the 20th century. 100, you know, 6 million Jews were killed, and the, the, the UN said, you know what, the Jews need their own country. Over 100 million people were killed in the 20th century by communists. And who knows how many, countless more, were, were mistreated, were lived in misery. And these groups are popping up saying, hey, come join us. Are you a communist? Come get organized. The first event apparently was held in, in Minneapolis, but it quickly spread to, to New York, Phoenix, Arizona, Washington, state of Washington. Join the communists. Join the group, the movement that killed 100 million people. And people are showing up. 
The event's online description says, World uh, capitalism is in crisis. Millions of people are looking forward to communism, uh, ideas to find ways uh, uh, out of the impasse. Well, communism's the only impasse communism has found a way out of is the impasse towards um, prosperity. It has led uh, to it has led to poverty. It has led to death everywhere it has been tried. Yet, just as Israel seemed to forget that that uh, their enemies will some will attack on their holy days, Americans seem to have forgotten just how despicable and destructive communism and Marxism is. Now, the groups that, that's calling for all these events called the International Marxist Tendency, and uh, their, their self-proclaimed goal is to overthrow capitalism and establish a workers' government in the United States and across the world. How well did that work out in the Soviet Union? Have you read the Gulag Archipelago or anything from Solzhenitsyn? Have you read any of the history? Have you read about the uh, the man-made and forced famines against uh, uh, ethnic minorities? But they say, oh, come, come look to us. You see, we, uh, the group is calling for a 20-hour work week, uh, a minimum universal wage of $1,250 a week, universal health care, an end to all border security measures, um, a, a uh, a rent that is fixed at 10% of a person's income, a moratorium on eviction and foreclosures, and a socialist planned economy to help combat the climate crisis. Now, somewhere between buzzword bingo and complete insanity, that's what these, this is calling for. And how many people are listening to the siren song? Saying, Nothing bad will happen if we let these communists and these Marxists, which have destroyed the the people in the Soviet Union, has imprisoned people in communist China, led to the killing fields in Cambodia, the uh, crippling of Cuba and Venezuela. But yet we're going to do this again because we're just going to make up. We'll, we'll make so we'll just pull stuff out of thin air. And um, people follow along. You know, you do a little math. If the minimum wage is twelve hundred and fifty dollars a week, and a universal twenty-hour work week, do you realize that's making sixty-two dollars and fifty cents an hour? I want you to think for just a second. If the burger flippers are making sixty-two dollars an hour, how much is that Big Mac going to cost? How much is that Whopper going to cost if the burger flipper and the person dropping the French fries and the person taking your order gets paid $62.50 an hour? Do you know what those burgers are going to cost? We don't care about that. Universal health care, who's going to pay for it? Get rid of all border security. Oh, we'll just destroy. Literally, they're calling for the destruction of of the United States, and the destruction of our way of life, the destruction of your rights and those of your children and your grandchildren. Because think about it. If you know, Who's going to come up with all the, the money to pay the sixty-two fifty an hour for a 20-hour work week? And if you've got a universal wage of twelve fifty, does that mean you actually have to work to get this? I mean... You should, anybody with a with a rational mind should look at this and say, 
this is nuts. This makes no rational sense unless you recognize the one, the last point, which is the most important. It is a socialist land economy. We are going to destroy capitalism. We're going to destroy the, the merit system. We're going to destroy the United States and everything that built it. The, 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 we're going to destroy the system that has brought more posterity to the world than any other, that has reduced poverty around the world more than any other, and we're going to destroy it. Why? Could it be that um, these people are just so detached from reality that they simply ignore the, the destructiveness of Marxism and communism? In the 20th century, do they do, do, are they like the uh, the Bonhoeffer version of stupid? Those facts just don't need to be. We don't need to pay attention to those facts because they contradict what we want. See, just as Israel should have learned from their history to be prepared for an attack on such a day, the American people should be prepared to learn from our history. We spent decades fighting the communists who wanted to destroy us. We won the battle, but I think we lost the war. Because if the American people are, are prepared to give up everything that they've done, to give up the, the protection of their freedom of speech and press and, and religion, give up all of their rights for the promise, the, the false promise of, pros, of prosperity, they deserve neither the security nor the prosperity. That's paraphrasing Benjamin Franklin. Give up your rights and we will take care of you. And if you think this is just a few outliers, recognize um, six members of the U.S. House of Representatives have held a rally in support of the Palestinian cause. That's right. The infamous, the squad, right? The uh, uh, AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Cory Bush, Jamal Bowman, um, Greg Caesar of Texas, and others. They held, um, they held a rally on Sunday in support of the terrorist attack on a neighboring nation. Now listen, if you have a dispute, there's ways to deal with disputes. But to look at these people and say, they're worried about you and your rights? No. No, they're not. Because in their mind, killing women and children, holding them hostage, using them as human shields, is certainly a viable way of getting your way. Because to them, the ends justify the means. What do you think would happen if these people, these six people, were allowed to actually run the country? Do you think they would go to their Marxist roots, their communist roots? Do you think they would approve of the use of violence against people they disagree with? Oh, maybe it won't be a terrorist group. Maybe it'll simply be federal law enforcement. Is it really that different? The names may change, but the attitudes, the outcomes, they're the same. See, when I look at the democratic socialists, whether they be in the house or on the street, I don't see a group that much different than Hamas in Gaza. The difference is Hamas is, 
is willing to is is actually willing to engage in this blatant terrorist inhumane criminal attack while the democratic socialists and the squad they'd prefer to do it through back doors they don't want to be out they they, they don't want to they don't want the evil ugly part seen in public they'd just as soon let you find out about that after the fact at least that's the way they have acted in the past it's fully the way i expect them to act in the future now, as we're going through these tumultuous times, you know, getting news and information is important, and you need to get it from different sources. You need to get it from different points of view. It's one of the reasons why I encourage you to listen, to go to AmericaOutloud.news every day, listen to the podcasts, watch the videos, read the stories and the articles. But don't just learn about what's going on. Help spread the truth. Help spread the different points of view. Help expose people to the, the rest of the story. Not simply that the, the communists are, are organizing, but the evils that communism has led to in the past. See, it's not enough to simply know what's going on. We really need to use that to share that, to let other people know what's going on. Give them the point of view they're not getting through mainstream media. See, it's by sharing those stories and the articles, the podcasts and the videos, we do more than simply spread the news. You're actually working to secure the blessings of your liberty, your family's liberty, and all of our liberty. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. 
visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution Study. And today we're taking a look at what we should learn about uh, the Hamas attack, what America can learn about the Hamas attack. And one of the things we need to recognize, you see, we often talk about what people say. I'm much more interested in what people do. So when I found out that a mere hours after the, the surprise attack, the, the brutal attack uh, uh, of killing civilians, taking hostages, I find that uh, the U.S. Office of Palestinian Affairs, I believe they're part of the State Department, sent out a tweet encouraging Israel not to defend itself. That's right. As far as they're concerned, someone breaks into your house, punches you in the nose, grabs your wife and children, and their response is, whatever you do, don't stand up to them, don't push back, don't defend yourself against a brutal, criminal, horrible terrorist attack. Now, of course, they quickly got pushback and they deleted that tweet and put up the, the kind of standard, you know, we unequivocally condemn the attack of Hamas terrorists and the loss of life that has occurred. We urge all sides to refrain from violence and retaliatory attacks. Really? I mean, they went from outright... Well, all right, let's back up a second. You ever heard the saying that your first instinct is probably true? The first instinct tells a lot about you know, uh, a lot about people's mindset, which tells me the mindset of the U.S. Office of Palestinian Affairs, the U.S. State Department, is um, uh, they hate Israel. Okay, you hate Israel. The very idea—I don't mean they simply dislike Israel. I mean they have a visceral hatred of Israel. Yeah, like I said, imagine you're 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 at some event. And uh, somebody comes up and punches you in the nose, knocks you down, and starts wailing on you. Bang, bang, bang. And everybody says, whatever you do, don't fight back. Let him beat you up. Let him beat you to death. Whatever you do, don't fight back. Even if you could survive that. Do you know what it does? It invites more beatings. But here's the other the other part of the story. It means the last thing they want is Hamas to be punished for their bad actions. They've committed they've they've committed, in my mind, atrocities against civilians. Again, launching five thousand rockets willy nilly everywhere across Israel. That's bad enough. They broke the down the walls and took the came in through the borders. They came over gliders. That's bad enough. What they did at the music festival, simply mowing down anybody who was there. That is that's mass murder. You know it's funny if that were to happen here in the United States, there would be calls for gun control before the echoes of the Kalashnikovs stopped sounding. There'd be calls to, to put people in jail. But if it happens in Israel, let them get away with it. This tells me a lot about the, 
the with the so-called State Department, the, the so-called diplomatic arm of the United States. And this isn't simply the, uh, the Biden administration. I've seen this, this type of thing for decades. This says we will be with the side of the cruel, of the inhumane, of the cowardly terrorists. I say cowardly, not because, you know, the, 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 yeah, all right, they're going to go off and shoot unarmed civilians. They're going to take them and hold them hostages and stand behind them as human shields. That's cowardly. And if they don't like it, tough. You know, this isn't a military campaign. This is mass murder. And it appears that uh, many people at the top of the U.S. Office of Palestinian Affairs are for mass murder, as long as it's against people they don't like. They're for mass murder as long as it, it doesn't upset their agenda. I don't know about you, but I find that thoroughly disgusting. And the fact that these, these petty bureaucrats will probably continue to have jobs tells me even more. Not simply about the administration, but about the American people. Tell me, why is the person who posted that uh, whatever you do, don't fight back tweet? Why does that person still have a job? Who is it? And can we really trust the American policy when we understand that deep down inside, they're more than happy to have mass murder against Israel? They don't want Israel to defend themselves against mass murder. Whatever you do, Israel, don't retaliate. Really? You mean someone can come into your house, punch you in the nose, and you're not supposed to do anything about it? You know they're not going to get any support from, uh, uh, from the UN. The UN has, has voted against Israel almost every time Issues have come up between Israel and any of their neighbors. Sure, the Americans moved a, a, a carrier group into the area. Do you think they're going to use that to, uh, uh, to punish Hamas, to stop Hamas? I don't know. But it certainly brings into question our policy when it comes to the Middle East. When we support terrorists and we tell democracies, whatever you do, don't fight back. I mean, sure, you have uh, the Biden administration freeing up $6 billion for, her, for Iran, the backers of Hamas. This is the same Biden administration that left billions of dollars of weapons behind for the Taliban, as opposed to the government that, uh, that the democratically elected government of Afghanistan. And now an Israeli commander is claiming that small arms that the Biden administration left behind in Afghanistan two years ago are now in the very hands of the Palestinian terrorist groups that have attacked Israel. Now, it's a claim. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know that there's been evidence. I haven't seen any evidence provided yet. But there's the claim that... Uh, that, that our weapons are now being used by Hamas and other terrorist groups to invoke terror, to kill innocent women and children, to take them hostage 
to hold them as human shields. See, these are the consequences of our decisions. I'm not saying that was the intended purpose, but it's the consequences of not thinking through how we do the things that we do. See, people said we had to get out of Afghanistan. Well, let's say you're driving down the highway at 70 miles an hour and you have to get out of the car. There's a couple ways you can do it. You can open the door and jump. Or you can pull the car over to the side of the road and get out. The first one has very serious consequences, not just for you as you jump out of the vehicle, but for everyone else on the road as that vehicle goes careening, un uncommanded, ungoverned down the road. The same thing happened in Afghanistan. The same thing has happened when we gave money back to, we released money back to, uh, to Iran. And now they picked this time to, uh, to have Hamas attack. I'm not saying there's a, there's a correlation, not necessarily a causation, but there certainly is an interesting correlation between some of these events. And what it tells us is that the people we have hired to implement foreign policy, they're not doing a very good job of it. Whether you're looking at the, the State Department's tweets or the funding, the money given to Iran, or even members of the House supporting this, this it's beyond criminal, this, this, this mass murder on an, un, an imaginable scale. These are people who work for us. Are we going to keep them around? Because I'd like you to take this very important thing, things to learn from this. So remember, uh, Hamas launched rockets over the border. They flew gliders over the border, and they broke through the border and flooded in to attack Israel. Meanwhile, here in the United States, over a quarter of a million people were arrested, were apprehended, at the, sept at the southern border just in the month of September. Over a quarter of a million foreign nationals. And those are the ones that they caught. These aren't the people that, that came through the, the border checkpoints and declared asylum legitimately or not. These are the people who tried to enter here illegally and were caught. Now, what if, say, people who don't like us, people who don't like our way of life, the Marxists, the communists in Central and South America, what if they were to look and say, maybe we could have our own little Hamas invasion? We've seen what happened when nine men entered this country with an agenda. If it's a quarter million um, in, in, in a single month, how many millions in, in the United States are here illegally and how many of them may not have the simple agenda of wanting to make a better living, wanting to send money home to their family? What if they have truly evil intentions against us? Whether that be the fact that, that there hasn't been a mass murder uh, um, conducted by uh, uh, some foreign group able to enter the country illegally I think is more a matter of, of happenstance. I don't want to call it luck. I don't even want to call it a lack of planning. I think it's just something that 
no one's thought of yet. You see, the border intrusion in in Israel was not a border that was that it was on there was nothing there. It's not like the Rio Grande where you got to do is swim a river, you know, or or maybe got through a a simple wire fence. They had concrete walls. They had the wall, but nobody was there defending them. Now, granted, Israel is in a unique situation. They are surrounded by countries that don't think they should exist, that hate them enough to that wish to wipe Israel off the map. That has been their stated goal. But you know, we don't. That's good news. But there are groups around the world that think America, that if think of Israel as the, the, the lesser Satan and think of America as the great Satan. They just as light, love, much love to get rid of us as they'd like to get rid, get rid of Israel. And if they were to attack us, would that same State Department be calling on the American citizens and the American military not to retaliate, not to, to uh, uh, defend themselves, not to uh, use retribution and violence in a, such a situation? I wouldn't be terribly surprised if they did. Because the common factor we see so often is the hatred of a free people. The hatred of a people who are different. A hatred of people who, who live by a different set of standards. And yes, quite frequently, a people who live free. And, and a desire to impose on other people a way of life that they don't want. Because if you if you look at at the Middle East, if you look at the 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 complaints between uh, the the Palestinians and the Israelis, this is not a question of land. It's a question of religion. It's the idea that uh, uh, Hamas looked at the at the writings of, of Muhammad, who said he hates Israel, hate the Israeli. Therefore, they have a visceral hatred and don't think they should be allowed to exist. Uh, it's quite a, a a position. But then again, right here in the U.S., what do we have? We have people that don't believe that those of us who believe in the Constitution and rights and freedom of liberty, we shouldn't be allowed to exist. If we are allowed to exist, we should be shoved in a corner and, and dismissed and, and not allowed to participate in society. No, I'm not just pulling that out of my hat. I have examples, but those examples will have to wait until after this this break. Before I go, though, I'm hoping you'll head over to the website, constitutionstudy.com. It's where everything I'm doing here at the Constitution Study, it's the central place to be. You, know, you check out, uh, you, you can sign up for a mailing list. Hey, ask a question. I am still looking for questions to answer here in the radio program. So if you have a question anywhere around related to the Constitution, just go to Constitution Study, click the Ask a Question button, um, hit the checkbox that says Answer it on the radio. I'll be more than happy to. It's also a great place to find, you know, you can get access to my books, my interviews. I've been doing a couple of interviews lately. So if you want to find out more about those, you can find that there. It's the great place to go for everything we're doing here, from the Patriot program to all my articles and videos. Now, another thing to consider is, you know, I work, I work hard. I, I, I work long days and I enjoy it. 
but it also means I need to get a good night's sleep or I'm not going in the morning and, well, then you don't get a great radio program like this. Now, if you're tired of getting up in the morning feeling tired, how would you like a way to fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deeply so you can wake up refreshed and ready to go? Well, I recommend Healthy Cells REM Sleep Supplement. It is the only supplement designed to support all four stages of sleep. That's right. It helps you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply so you can wake refreshed. Now, as an American Out Loud listener, you can get 25% off your first order from Healthy Cell, whether it's REM Sleep or any of their great products. All you need to do is use the code OUTLOUD at checkout. To find out more, go to americaoutloud.shop. You can check out not just Healthy Cell, but all of the great partners here we have at America Out Loud. And most of all, please, if you want to try out REM Sleep or anything from Healthy Cell, go to healthycell.com. Put your card together, but be sure to use that code out loud at checkout. It lets them know that you listen to America Out Loud. And as a thank you, you get 25% off your first order. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back, Everyday Americans, to rejoin the Constitution study. Today, we're trying to learn some lessons, well, from the Hamas attack against Israel and things that we should learn. And we've seen a lot of bad things, but things aren't always as bad as they seem. At least if you can search for, well, things are at least getting a little bit better. For example, we've had all the information about the uh, the censorship 
administration, right? The Biden administration, the FBI and CIA and all these groups within the, the, uh, the Biden administration attempting to censor uh, information they don't like. They call it misinformation. They call it disinformation. Let's face it. It's information that contradicts their narrative. Now, two states, Missouri and Louisiana, have sued the uh, uh, Biden administration over this. And uh, it's been kind of a rocky road. Uh, the uh, original, uh, the, the, the district judge, a Judge Darty, said, yeah, it, it is quite telling. Uh, they've been, the, the Biden administration has been cajoling and colluding with social media companies. So they put out this massive uh, injunction preventing good large parts of the administration from communicating with social media for the purpose of uh, censoring, suppressing, blacklisting. Um, they, they could, you know, they couldn't impact protected speech. They could only talk about like national security and and whatnot. Well, see, then that kind of got that that went to the uh, the Circuit Court of Appeals, and they kind of pulled back some of the scope of the district injunction. But you see, they made one critical error in doing that, and that was they exempted uh, CISA. Uh, CISA is a cybersecurity and information uh, uh, security agency. It's a, a part of the Department of Homeland Security that it deals with a lot of the cyber uh, uh, information. They were exempted from the injunction. Well, apparently, um, you know, the uh, Missouri and Louisiana, they, they pushed back on that. And as I understand it, uh, CISA has now been re-added to the list of uh, current executive agencies that are not allowed under the injunction to communicate with um, social media companies for the purpose of impacting protected speech. So we have a problem. There is a large group of people who wish to silence any opposition, many of them in the federal government. And again, it's not just the Biden administration. It, this per permeates the entire bureaucratic state, called the deep state, the swamp, whatever. It's that permanent governing regulatory bureaucracy. Uh, they don't like to have their, their word challenged, and um, this is where we sit. Now, the, the trial has not happened yet. The suit hasn't been decided yet. But there's good news in that, you know, we're still bumbling in, in our way uh, forward, and trying to protect our right to freedom of speech. And it wasn't just the federal government. Remember uh, uh, California, California, as I like to call it, um, they passed a law uh, trying to uh, classify COVID, what they refer to as misinformation, as a medical misconduct so that they could take away the licenses of anybody, uh, any physician, any medical or healthcare provider that um, said something the state government didn't like when it referred to COVID. Well, this, of course, led to lawsuits and uh, lawsuits galore, actually. Several lawsuits, I believe, were initiated. And, um, well, it looks like California blinked. You see, in the first lawsuit, uh, two doctors alleged that the rule infringed on their constitutional right to free speech and scientific inquiry's fundamental nature. So, um, Again, not a First Amendment issue because Congress didn't make this law. But, again, the Congress has repealed the the bill uh, bef uh, before it could spread. Uh, a lot of other states looked at this, and hopefully they'll learn that says, no, no, you know, 
there are still people out there that believe in things like, you know, rights and, and laws and rules and regulations, because the last thing you want are government actors being the ones who um, determine what is and isn't true. Right? That's the whole thing about sense. They they wrap it up in euphemisms like it's misinformation or whatnot. What they're really talking about is information that contradicts their narrative. But for example, the, the Biden has been saying, hey, we've, we've reduced inflation. It's down to, to 7%. And well, I suppose depending on how you measure it and look at it, that may be true. But one young man got smacked in the face with the truth and he was kind enough to record a video of it and post it on x which we used to call twitter listen to this so i'm walking around costco here and i'm noticing these prices for example these madras lentils 15.99 i bought those a year ago for 6.99 i keep getting told that we got you know six seven percent inflation you gotta be kidding me let's look at what else we got going on here so he then proceeds to go around Costco and he shows examples of, you know, here's what they're paying now and here's what we paid, you know, a year ago or whatever. And he points out that inflation, at least regarding around food, which he was focusing on, is not 7%, it's 75%. And this is why censorship is so evil. You see, the 7% inflation number, they, they manipulate the numbers on inflation uh, and they've done it for, well, pretty much as long as I can remember. And the trick is what they say is, well, when we calculate inflation, we take out the more volatile products like food and energy. Except food and energy are where most of the inflation is driven. Right? The price of food, the price of energy uh, is, is what drives a lot of the inflation. And we just simply hide it because, well, it's, it's very volatile. Yeah, it's very volatile. Um, the answer is you don't take it out. You look at it over time, which is really the proper way to be looking at inflation or interest rates. You look at it over time. But imagine, you know, we have a an administration that um, if they can say, uh, well, you're not allowed to talk about COVID because, well, you disagree with us. Um, how long before they say, well, you can't talk about inflation because that that's misinformation that's causing that's causing a disruption. It's causing unrest and unease and and it's encouraging people to be uh, upset and it might lead to to violence. Where have you heard that before? See, we have Hillary Clinton, the 2017, 2016 uh, Democratic nominee for president, who refers to um Trump followers as MAGA extremists. She she was on CNN when she said, uh, we had very strong partisans in both parties, parties in the past, and we had very bitter battles over all kinds of things, gun control and climate change and the economy and taxes. But there wasn't this little tale of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the Republican Party as it is today. And sadly, so many of these extremists, those MAGA extremists, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure, He's only in it for himself. So, okay, this is political speech. It, it, it's a partisan. It, we shouldn't be surprised about this. You know, she hates Donald Trump because he beat her in the election. They're opposing parties. Uh, you know, Washington, George Washington warned us about the, the, uh, um, the animosity natural to party dissension, the, the despotism that it brings. But listen to how she thinks these disagreements, these political disagreements should be dealt with. Quote, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. 
Oh, oh if you if you, if you support Donald Trump, you're now a cult member. Uh, you need deprogramming. If you believe that yes, we should make America great again, then you need to be deprogrammed. Here's the interesting thing. Uh, look at recent history. Which are the groups that have been most oh, let's say violent, that have been most uh, 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 you know cult-like in their followings? Has it been the Tea Party? Was it was it was it MAGA, or was it uh, was it BLM and and Antifa? You know the left wing groups, the the Marxist groups, the ones the Democratic Party supports. Was it the people on January sixth who did not bring arms and did not, for the most part, did not commit violence? A handful did. Yes, that's true. Or was it the burning down of uh, of churches and? Uh, pro-life centers after the uh, uh, after the uh, Dobbs decision. Which one of them has been violent? Which one, when Donald Trump won the presidential election, was not showed up on the steps, uh, showed up to wear um, offensively named hats and yell and scream and whine like children? Hmm. You see, but if you're not allowed to be shown that other side. If if one side can simply declare you a cult and have you deprogrammed, well then we're how we're on the 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 the, the Marxist future is right here if they could get away with it. Now how would they get away with it? Well it's not going to be because Hillary Clinton calls for it. She has no authority to um to, to have you deprogrammed but federal law enforcement might See, Newsweek uh, uh, interviewed a uh, uh, FBI agents, and he said in in, in their report they said uh, another senior intelligence official who requested anonymity told Newsweek we've crossed the Rubicon. Now, um, in 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 email he said Trump's army constitutes the greatest threat of violence domestically, politically, and that's the reality and the problem set. That's what the FBI, as other law enforcement agencies, has to, has to deal with. In other words, you have law enforcement agencies that say a political opponent is now domestic violent extremists. A, a, a disagreement on policy now is, is listed as violence and a violent extremist groups. You know, kind of like the way the FBI targeted traditional Roman Catholics as potential domestic violent extremists, or or parents who showed up at school board meetings because they didn't like what the schools were teaching their children, or how they were treating their children, or others who show up at uh, uh, abortion centers and try to, you know, I don't know, actually protect the lives of children. They all get slapped this violent extremist or terrorist label, and all of a sudden. They use that to justify what? They've used it to justify raids. Now, whether that was technically the SWAT team or just heavily armed law enforcement, people's houses have been raided. Imagine waking up, having breakfast with the family and having uh, half a dozen or a dozen armed and armored uh, law enforcement officers at your door because you are at a pro-life center or you're you're at a, you are protesting against a, a pro uh, an abortion center now i'm not trying to create an equivalency here but i want you to consider the very same intolerance that 
will not allow the, the Israel to exist that has led to such tremendous violence in the Middle East over decades. Is that really that different from, well, a point of view that says my political opponents cannot be allowed to exist? They must be deprogrammed. That says uh, a political opposition must be tracked as if they are potential terrorists. That, that, that says that we must censor information that we find inconvenient or that doesn't promote our agenda. You see, the differences in scale are tremendous. But how far away from, from the reality of uh, armed invasion, not simply by foreigners, but by our own government, by politically motivated law enforcement attacking the political opponents of their leaders? And I've said before, I've had interactions with the FBI, and the, the two of the two of the three agents I've dealt with recently, they were polite, they were professional, they did a good job. But how long before their leadership simply declares, "Hey, you know this this Paul guy? He keeps teaching about the Constitution. He keeps teaching people that that the Constitution is superior to what we say. Uh, he, that makes him a a potential insurrectionist, a violent extremist." Uh, you have to go arrest him with with severe prejudice because, well, you know, he could own guns and could be dangerous. Do you see what I'm talking about? You see, when an officer, a military officer, and I believe many of the federal government officers, when they take their oath of office, they they swear or affirm that they will defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Are we setting ourselves up to be attacked by enemies foreign and domestic? I believe we're being attacked by foreign enemies through the border. I'm not saying that everybody who legally crosses the border is an enemy of the United States, but I'm certainly saying there are people hiding in that mass. I would be surprised if there weren't men and women who are enemies of the United States. By that, I don't simply mean they are a government actor of a country that, that would destroy us. No, I'm saying they hate what America stands for. They hate our way of life. They hate the rights and freedoms we claim to love. They would be a danger. And one day in the future, we may be attacked by them again. But right now, the, your rights, your liberty, your very sovereignty as a human being is being attacked by domestic enemies. Men and women who hate your rights who hate the fact that you disagree with them, whether that be the squad or Hillary Clinton or the heads of the FBI, ATF, CIA, CISA, and all these agencies that are out to destroy any opposition, to silence any opposition, to imprison any opposition, whether it be a, a, someone who showed up at the Capitol on, on January 6th or someone who defended their son from an aggressive pro-abortion uh, 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 activist, or just somebody who's trying to defend their kid from perverts and racists in schools. The, the domestic enemies are here. I think it's about time we learn from, what can ha from Hamas and from our own history 
what can happen if we the people refuse to recognize this, refuse to defend our own rights. See, if we're going to put all the defense of our rights, expect the federal government to protect all of our rights, what happens when it's the federal government is the one that is destroying our rights? We have to be involved. We have to be engaged. And we have to be willing to stand. When they signed the Declaration of Independence, the 39 men pledged to each other their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to the defense of independence, to the idea of being free of arbitrary and capricious rule. What are you willing to pledge to your own rights and to your own freedom and that of your family? Now, I'm hoping you'll come back and join us here for the Constitution Study every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on America Out Loud Talk Radio, heard on the iHeartRadio network. If you can't listen then, all the episodes go to podcasts generally a day or two after the radio. But please, subscribe to the show. Leave, leave the episodes ratings and reviews. It helps other people find the Constitution Study as well. You can find all the links you need at the homepage at americaoutloud.news. But please, share this information. Knowledge is not power unless it's put into action. And action, in this case, means sharing the links, the episodes, the, all the information. That, ladies and gentlemen, is how we share the blessings of liberty. <laughs>